right, welcome to episode numero seis of the NYY Sports Talk podcast. I am Christian alongside my co-host Chris. What up? Sup? <laughs> you are such a creep. Did you do that because of the movie It is out? So no. you wanted to scare people? No, I don't do that. You know, on Saturday that. on Saturday night we tweeted a picture of us at a when we were at a bar celebrating your wife's birthday. Yes. You you people care to guess who the uglier one of us is? You. No, not even Let's close. talk about that night real quick because I think <laughs> we picked up a new listener. And some of you might have taken the time to check out our reviews on iTunes. And one of them we got, and I'm going to curse here and I'll bleep it out if necessary. But we've been getting some nice reviews, nice feedback. And Christian and I were a little upset because we had one guy come in. Give us a two-star review. Two. And we thought he was calling us assholes. No. And it came out that he was calling us dickholes. And me and Christian, I I didn't care. I liked it. I laughed. Christian was a little upset with the name-calling behind the computer. I mean, if you're going to say that we suck, just say we suck. You don't have to call us dickholes on top of it. So then we're out for my wife's birthday, and my one buddy kind of... We're in an Uber because we were being responsible. And he kind of puts his hand on my shoulder and he goes, what's up, dickholes? <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, Matt. <laughs> he wants to come on the show eventually uh, because he knows nothing about baseball considering he's a Mets fan. Yeah, well, that just goes hand in hand. So we'll get him on. But I just wanted to reach out. I made him change it. So now... He, you know, we had a few drinks in us and we checked the review. Just know that if you give us a bad review, we will bully you into yes. giving us a good one. <laughs> if you ever saw Jay and Silent Bob strike back, we will hunt you down with the internet and we will come to your house and beat you up until you give us good reviews. So we checked the review the next day and it says it's from Derek Jeter. And it says something about when he was on the team, blah, blah, blah. So that's Matt. And number two, Derek Jeter. Now batting for the Yankees. Number two, Derek Jeter. All right, now that, that's... Number two. Now that that's out of the way, let's talk and about... And pitching for the Yankees. Are you done? Yeah. Okay. I could... I could fill in. You could fill in for what? For that idiot who does it now. Paul Olden? Yeah, I don't like him. Why? Hello, Yankee fans. Number 99! Welcome to Yankee Stadium. Why does he sound like a 95-year-old man? That's what he's... Welcome, Yankee fans. All right, so That's... so we came on the air this week trying to trim the podcast. So it's and not... we just wasted and We just wasted like minutes. four hours. <laughs> All right, let's talk about who's actually on the team this year. Okay. 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 For some reason, Chris is like in an extra good mood today. I wonder why. <laughs> Does it start with... <laughs> you <laughs> all right anyway uh so we last recorded uh last wednesday after the yankees beat the rays three to two and since then the yankees have continued to play good baseball they are on a four and one stretch since their, we talked since we last talked exactly uh we're back on our tuesday recording there we go <laughs> we have I, a me and a few followers have over unders on how many times he's gonna that's one so i hope you didn't pick one as the over under but all right, so, you know, we're back on our regular Tuesday schedule for Wednesday release. So, you know, since we last talked, 
Yankees have won four of five, including last night beating the Twins in what people called a preview of the wild card game. Um, so briefly, you know, Yanks took care of business against the Birds. Uh, yes, again, again. So I tweeted that the I don't know if I tweeted it or texted to somebody. The Yankees should petition Major League Baseball to play all 162 <laughs> games against the Baltimore Orioles. Listen, year. man. I had the stat up when they were in their last six games. They had 60 runs against the Orioles. In their last six games, it was before this past series. I mean, they've been so dominant against this. They're averaging like 12 runs a game against them this year. Yeah, the Yankees have only lost two games in the Bronx to the Birds this year. So they're playing good baseball against them at home which is nice to see because they they won their first series in baltimore for the first time in what four years yeah. earlier this month so yep um yes so will you stop with that no no <laughs> you're gonna you want to grow the podcast but people are gonna listen to you do that people love me nobody loves you megan doesn't even love you <laughs> um so Yesterday, let's talk about yesterday's game. Two to one victory. Aaron Judge hits a monster home run. He, this guy, when this guy goes oppo, he hits home runs that are shots for left-handed power hitters, and he's going opposite field. And I don't know if you were home yet when he hit that home run. It looked like he got jammed on it. I didn't think it was the rare case of not thinking the ball was gone off a of Judge's bat. And it's only happened on a few of his home runs this year for me where I just wasn't sure. But the ball just kept going again. Just shows you the power when he makes I, I've said it a million times. I love watching his 500-foot bombs that he hits. But his opposite field power is the most impressive thing to me of him. Because I think almost anybody can turn on a fastball and pull it for well, 400. You know, if you're a major league hitter, you know, and you're supposed to hit for power – and you should be able to turn on a turn on a pitch and pull it. But the guys that have special power are the ones that can go 420, 450 opposite way like he does. The beautiful thing about him is that there's so many guys, like you said, who can pull the ball like that. A, those guys who pull the ball aren't pulling the ball the way he does. There's very few players I've seen hit a ball the way he does when he pulls one. And B, those pull hitters are normally guys who don't even know what opposite field means. This guy goes left field, right field, doesn't matter. He finds a way to get it done. No, you mean like a Mark Teixeira who yes. you could have driven you, a Mack truck through the... Uh, through teams the, literally had seven guys on, completely on the right on side, the of, right the side of the field. You could have driven 10 tractor trailers through the left side of the field and he wouldn't even bother right. to lay down a bunt. Yeah. And he was hitting, what, 210 at some points in his career? Don't, Mark. Don't. Until Mark Teixeira comes on the podcast, <laughs> we're gonna, I'm going to bash him. Even though, you know what? That'll be our breakthrough. I think, you know, and let's give it a little we bit have, more you know personal. You know, let's give the podcast a little bit more personal touch. A seminal moment in our friendship is when the Yankees signed Mark Teixeira. Because I think that was one of the first times we were ever, I don't know what it was. It was, I went to go see you at work to tell you that the Yankees signed Mark Teixeira. And it was clearly like, wasn't significant for me because i don't remember yeah well you know what we're gonna Maybe tell for you yeah we're gonna tell a lot of stories about what a douchebag of a friend <laughs> you were over the course of the next few weeks 
but anyway, but wait, can we just? We should really start by saying that we're if more you've listened this far, we have an incredible guest this week. I'm honored to have him on. Yeah, we should have opened up with that. Brian Hoke, man. Of MLB.com. How long have we been following this guy? If you're a true Yankee fan, you follow Brian Hoke on Twitter. He's one He's one of the um, top, top follows if you're a Yankee fan. Like, there's two or three guys right. you have to follow if you want to be on top of the Yankees. Right. And Brian Hoke is one of them. That's and- at B-R-Y-A-N-H-O-C-H, by the way. Hoke. Not Hotch. No, he doesn't like that. Uh, you know who I just got a text from? Mm. It's that guy, Rye. Yeah, he wants to know when uh, the AL wildcard game is, which is October 3rd. 3rd. We are proud to announce that NYY Sports Talk will be at the American League wildcard game, provided the Yankees don't catch Boston. And we're working on a little... I want to go live from the parking lot. We're going to try something. We're, you know, we're, we're going to see if we can uh, get a little Wi-Fi action going or whatever we have to do to get going there. But if you're going to be we'll, – we'll touch on it as we get closer, but we're just going to drop that along there. You know, Maybe you guys can come meet us, be a part of the podcast. But, you know – all right. So anyway, we, we got to stop rambling. But All right. So back to yesterday. The Twins ace Irvin Santana pitched. He pitched a pretty good game, right? He. Okay. Uh, our ninth starter, <laughs> Jaime Garcia, pitched a pretty good game yesterday. You know, I didn't even think of it. I was listening to the fan or MLB Network on XM on the way here, and they talked about Garcia was the guy Twins gave up on because they thought their season was over. Yeah, and it, you know he kind of bit them in the ass last night. I wasn't even thinking about it though. Somebody tweeted during the game last night, and I forget who it was. Could they said, "Could you imagine if the Yankees thought they were out of a pennant race, traded a player to the team that they and that they right. got hot, and then traded that player to the team, and then had to face him when they were chasing that team later yep. on down the road? Could you imagine this?" Sh- the, I'll say the shitstorm that Brian Cashman would have faced. The guy get the guy faces a shitstorm on good moves he makes. Yeah, right. Imagine the bad one. All right. Um. So, the big thing I'm going to take away from this game last night is the Yankees did a little situational hitting. The go ahead they had bases loaded. Go ahead run came on a sack fly, which the Yankees are terrible at doing. Yes. How many times have we seen them first and third Ooh, nobody out, many. second and third one out, they don't score a run. So, mm-hmm. I think you wanted to see the Todd Father rip one in the gap, but I was I was satisfied. <laughs> no, with, I didn't. I mean, of course I wanted to. I was predicting he was going to. I was very satisfied that they hit the sack fly because they don't do that enough. Yes, that's how you win. So you were you were you were happier with the sack fly just because they don't do it enough than if he split the outfielders because I think come that playoff, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because come no, yeah, playoff, that makes a lot of sense. Yep. All right. Yeah. Things are getting testy early. We're not even <laughs> we're not even there yet, and we will get into that in a little bit. But come playoff time, you have to manufacture runs. See what I do is I try to make people laugh within the first fifteen minutes. So then they're like, I gotta keep listening to these guys. Yeah, well too bad they And then not. they mute too bad the speaker when you talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they come back to me. Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> let's get back to business here because uh the big thing I'm going to take away from this game last night is Dylan Batances. Bum. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So basically, 
one run lead, eighth inning. Batanzas decides he's going to do his best uh, Armando Benitez impersonation or whoever, whatever atrocious closer. Chapman, back in the day, a few weeks ago. Todd Gordon, not Todd Gordon. What the hell <laughs> no, is No, Flash name? Gordon. Flash, uh, Tom Gordon. Tom, loser. Basically, oh, anybody that's not Mariano Rivera. Uh, let me bring up some stats here for you. Considering Before you say these stats, I want to preface by saying this. When you sent this text, I don't maybe it's just me, but I I know he hasn't been sharp, but I didn't think he was this bad. Have you felt he's been this bad of what you're about to say? I'm surprised his ERA is so high. I didn't think he was this bad. Alright, oh, so uh, you wanna know Go. why? Because he doesn't give up a lot of hits and Well, I think Joe's also had a much shorter leash on him of late too. He hasn't let him get into as much trouble as maybe he should. All right. Now, Dallin Batances has pitched in roughly, if we had Stat Guy right here, we could tell us roughly 60 games this year. Yeah. All right. So, in his last 40, which is two thirds of his season, uh, 36 and two thirds innings, 20 hits. Good, right? Yes. Okay. 18 earned runs, not, uh, you know, it's on the high side. Yes. Because his ERA is 4.4. Well, in the last 40 games, yeah. Because how many innings has he pitched? 36 innings. He's allowing right. you know, every other inning. He's allowing a run. For a late inning reliever, that's not good. How many times? Think. Oh, I just broke the Jesus. computer. Think of this, right? Let me finish giving the stats before you okay. go in there. All right. All right. You got so, it. In the, out of those 20 hits, three home runs. And here in 60 strikeouts. So he's striking out almost two per two per inning. Right. But here's here's where he's going to kill you. Going to vomit. You're going to talk about his walks. In 36 and two-thirds innings, 31 walks oh. and 10 hit batters. Ugh. So, excuse me. That's more than He's inning. allowed 41 free passes to batters. In 40 games. In 36 innings. Oh, my God. So, my question to you. Severino pitches a gem in the wild card game. Yankees are leading three to one, heading into the eighth inning. You avoiding sixty-two games, by the way. What? All right, so yeah, so you're right. You were dead on, man. The two-thirds. You know your stuff, bro. I try to know things because you obviously don't. I don't because you're lackadaisical. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so Sev's throwing a gem. Throwing a gem. He's he's at 105 pitches. Going into eighth, Joe says he's done. Joe would never let that happen, but keep going. Yeah, he, yeah, he would. He lets Severino go a little bit past 100. But anyway, for argument's sake, he's done. We need to go to the bullpen in the eighth inning. I'm not giving Dell Batances the ball. So tough, man. Because how good has Robertson been of late? But Robertson's kind of taken on a different role. Robertson's been... He threw, what, an inning and a third... Last night? Robbie's been doing what uh, Francona's been using Miller as. As a fire extinguisher, they call it. Yeah, which I like him in that role, but I'm trying to lock down the wild card game to get me into the American League Division Series. The one thing with Joe that bothers me, and I think this is kind of what we're going to fight about, and I can't wait (laughs) to fight you. I don't even have good facts to back my fight up. I'm just going to... I'm going to be like a fan, like a... Just angry fan. Can I, can I before oh, you get, no, right. Let me talk. I just want to tell people okay, that we already recorded the interview with Brian. Yeah. And Brian already kind of proved my point. And yeah. the entire time during the interview, I stuck my middle finger in Chris's face. <laughs> he did. But um, 
I feel like Joe is so much of a manager where he's like, well, I got to do this today because tomorrow I might need this and that. I ho- He can't be that way come playoff time. Just get me the win. Just get the win. And Whether that means tomorrow, going to tomorrow. Robertson, I don't care. Just get the win. And I think, I, I mean, I think he would. But I, th- I also think, he gets think a little, for, like, for our argument, for what we were just talking about with not going to Batances, the Yankees can't afford to ha- be in that bullpen before the fifth inning in the wild card game. Yes, they can. Yes, they can. Don't you want Severino to pitch? Like, yeah, yes, but. You want Severino knocked down the fourth no, inning? No, but. That's the beauty of this team right now. Um, you can't say they can't afford it because you have a guy like Chad Green who can come in and be absolutely dominant for four innings. Yeah, he could be, but don't you want Severino to be absolutely dominant course, for seven? Of course I do. All I'm saying is it doesn't matter who's on the mound for that wild card game. They're going to have a very short leash, and they're never going to let this game get out of control. And the beauty behind that is when this Yankees offense is healthy, they're scoring runs. So... I just think that there's no way this this wild card game gets out of hand enough for this offense not to come back and win the game, and no lead is going to be insurmountable for this team. All right, so the Yankees, let's say hypothetically, Yankees lose a hard fought three to two game, right? You live with it. No. Yes. No. no I don't. because you're not ready. You're not going to listen to my second point. Fine. What I can't live with is two things: Don Batance is walking the game winning run in. Or Gary Sanchez pass ball allowing the game winning run in. Those are two things I can't live with. In that I game. agree with you, but if the Yankees lose the wild card game three to two, I'm gonna contemplate driving my car into the Hudson River or the Harlem River, whatever we. Well, drive. then I guess I'm driving to the game. <laughs> All right. Hope you don't recycle. Chris is very anti-environment. <laughs> now we're gonna get a uh, Greenpeace. Uh... Oh, you guys don't recycle. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so you want to get contentious now? Yes. Is that a word? Oh yeah. Are uh, you no know contentious? No, I don't. No, <laughs> I don't know what it means. <laughs> uh, it's instead of being dumb and dumber, it's smart guy and just stupid idiot. Yep. That's me. <laughs> you know, when Chris and I met, we worked at a pizzeria together, and his literally his name was stupid idiot. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's what our Ton- boss called Tontito. him Tontito that, Tonto that's how I knew him yeah. before I knew what his name before he stapled me and made me bleed <laughs> we'll tell that story one day nah, I, I legitimately that stapled that was the him. story alright because you were being an annoying prick so you got stapled yeah <laughs> alright anyway <laughs> so Yankees lost Sunday <laughs> and Twitter threw a fit so did Chris <laughs> But Twitter threw a fit that you cannot rest Jacoby Ellsbury. You cannot rest Chase Henley. And I called it fake outrage. I did not flip on the actual guys being sat. No, but you... I flipped because this manager picks the worst times to sit guys. These guys are so hot. Why do you need to sit them? Why? Why? I just don't get it. Do you need to let know, them stay hot? Do you need to know you sit why? Them when they seem like they're tired. Joe said that Ellsbury looked like he had heavy legs. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, 
I can tell. And the guy has heavy through. legs. He had, yeah, he Give rested a break. him. All right, so you want to you want to be cantankerous here? Another big word. I bet Stupid. you don't know. You don't know that one either. You're dumb. I'm dumb. He writes down a bunch of. <laughs> oop, curse. Thesaurus.com. Yeah. <laughs> he writes down a bunch of big words and he waits to throw them in when he argues with. I'm you. sorry that I learned vocabulary in school. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. He said that he th- he didn't want his legs to get heavy and tired. And what happened in Ellsbury last night? He stole two bases, didn't he? He looked pretty quick. Yeah. Because well, he had a rest. Yeah, no, yeah. Yep. You know what? And here's here's why I started what I started on Twitter on Sunday after the game. because You I'm did. So, you were fighting with so many people. You want to know why? Because I'm so sick and tired of the fake outrage of these of fans. And we and I trust me, I get it. We're fans. We're irrational at times. But... Come on, nobody wanted Jacoby Ellsbury on the team three weeks ago. You guys would have driven him to the friggin' airport. That's not the point. The, but now all of a sudden, oh, we can't rush Jacoby Ellsbury. That's not the point. You're you're completely missing the point. The point is that okay, yeah, I did I, I didn't care what the Yankees did with him a month ago, a month and a half ago. I didn't care. But guess what? He got hot, and now I love him again. You want to know why? Because I'm a Yankee fan, and I'm spoiled, and we're supposed to be spoiled. That's how we were brought up through the late 90s. I know you grew up in the crappy era, but most of us didn't who are listening or contributing to this. So, we are spoiled. And when Ellsbury comes back, and he's hot, and he's hot, and he's making how many million a year? He doesn't sit. He doesn't get to sit when he's hot. He gets to sit when he's tired out and he's not producing anymore. Why do you want to get to that point, though? Why wouldn't? Why you not? To, what do you because, mean? Why not? Because guess what? You're gonna pick a night for him to sit, where all of a sudden this hot bat goes cold. But he didn't. He played I, well yesterday. Okay, but Joe got bailed out. But guess what? How many times, Greg Bird? You want Greg Bird to be successful, but you're gonna bench him every time a lefty pitches or every I, that other I game? Can't argue. That I'm not Come gonna on. argue with you on. That Castro. One. Oh. Why is Catcher sitting? Because he just came off the DL. He just got how many days to rest on the DL? He's back. That's why he's back. He should play every Do day. Do you not understand the Give difference me a break. between rehab? What, if he plays four games in a row, he's going to break his leg? Give me a break. Well, you come back and you play. All right, or so you know Yan- what? You can make $20,000 a year. And you can get all the rest you want. All right, so the Yankees felt that they brought Castro back from the DL too early the first time. And they lost him for another month. Okay. That's because he's not healthy. He came back healthy. You play him. Don't Did you... he not sit the first... How many games until he got hurt again the first time he came back? Less than a week. Okay. Did he play every game that week or did he get some rest? Because I'm pretty sure he got two games off in between getting hurt again. Well, look how well that worked okay. out for him. So give me a break. You play these guys when they're hot. You want to sit them when they seem to tire, like when Judge was having a rough time? Then you sit them. Oh, and he... Scre- don't even and you get... know what? And Joe sits these guys when it's like... Okay, okay, guys, we just lost, you know, a big game, but we're we're on turf tomorrow, so so we need a rest. No, that's when you play these guys, man. And this whole Jaime Garcia, I'm not going to complain about it, only because he's actually, only because he pitched well yesterday. Yeah, but if you yes. got knocked down in the second inning, if you got knocked you down have, in the second inning, I'd say Joe is an idiot for having to added guy to this rotation because he doesn't think his guys can handle pitching every five days. That's what Major League Baseball is. You pitch every five days. If he can't handle it, they get him off the team. Why do these guys need extra rest? Don't you It think- didn't seem to work for Sonny Gray. He doesn't seem to like it. 
Don't you think that Joe Girardi knows just a little bit more about managing New York Yankees? Clearly not. Clearly not. The guy won 900 games as the manager of the New York Yankees. How many games did you win? In my head, I've won well over a thousand. (laughs) You're such such an asshole, you know? But here's the thing, right? The Yankees are going to probably win 90 plus games this year. We talked about that with Hoke and I'm extremely beyond impressed. But I think they could have won 95 plus. And you know what? No matter what job you're in, nothing is ever good enough. You could always be better. And if Joe didn't manage the way he manages with resting all these guys, maybe our offense would have stayed a little bit more consistent this year, and maybe the Yankees would have continued to win big ball games, and they didn't. Yeah, you know what? They won enough games this year. It felt good to yell. Go home and yell. I don't need to listen to that. This is why you get married, to have somebody to yell at. You don't come to your friend's house to record a podcast to yell. (laughs) I don't yell at my wife. Yeah. She just yells at you. Yes. <laughs> I'm with you, man. My wife. Wait- I'm mad. Why? Because the first couple, like, she listened to the first episode, right? And she heard that I spoke poorly. <laughs> I don't think we spoke poorly. No, but. Right. So then she listened for a couple more. And then every week it's been like, oh, I've just been busy. I, I got to listen. Right? Still hasn't listened. Your wife, religious. And she was mad that I didn't mention her at all last week. Yes, so was my wife. Oh, Meg. Oh, no. That was your wife. Yes. She was mad. No, Meg just doesn't listen anymore. Because you bashed her in the first episode. After I take her out to a nice dinner. Top Golf was amazing. Yeah. Three hour wait. We left. Wound up in some dive bar. It was awesome. Paid $120 for an Uber just to leave. <laughs> That's how badly I wanted to be there. All right. So anyway, right, did you get it out of your system? Yeah. You feel better about yourself now? No. No. I always feel good about myself. But can you at least admit that it's not – you You. You like to take shots at my age, but I'm only five years older than you. Act like I'm no, you're not. I, yes, I am. No. How old are you? How old are you? I asked you a question. You were born in 83. Yeah. What year okay. were you born? So you're going to be <laughs> how old? I'm going to be 34 in okay. a couple weeks. And I'm 28. Okay, so. So you're six years. Whatever. What the hell's the difference? Five, six years is no but difference. But then I'll be 29 in December. All right, so whatever. You're just making yourself look dumber than you already are. <laughs> five years is safe argument's sake i'm five years older than you you like to think that i'm like 63 years old because that's a big to grow up in the early 80s to be born in the early 80s compared to the late 80s you actually have some memory of the 80s i don't you have memory of the yankees being piss poor my first baseball memory my first baseball memory yankee memory ever is king griffey jr crossing home plate in the 95 do you know what mine is being at Yankees. probably don mattingly being introduced to the no it club. was my dad took my when my dad my mom and my sister to a game and the yankees drew so poorly back then they had to have concerts after the game and the, <laughs> the beach boys Ugh. were doing a post-game concert and i remember my dad taking my sister to dance on the dugout during the Beach Boys. I don't remember a damn thing about the game. And that's my first baseball memory, being at that game. So I was like five or six years old. So my memory was better. 
Oh, yeah, your memory and was great. I wasn't done with my memory. Yeah. And then after, I cried for two hours and banged on the ground when the Yankees lost. So, who's the bigger fan? Be- Mr. Beach Boy or little kid who had his heart broken? Me. Well, I the win. Yankees were so bad when I was that age that they couldn't break your heart. The season was <laughs> over in April. Like a Met fan. You're just gonna you're just gonna go there now. We're gonna get mad on next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, um, what was I gonna say? I don't know. I'm not a psychic. No, but you're a psycho. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in a good mood today. He is in extremely good mood today. You gotta pull it up, man. You gotta you gotta engage the listener. Alright, so um I have no idea what I was gonna say. So let's just forget about what you were gonna say. No, I don't wanna forget about what I was gonna say. I felt it was a good topic to talk about. Well, it wasn't good enough. No, because now you got me all confused and stuff. This is what happened when you get Well, old. let's backtrack. Okay. Okay. We were fighting about resting guys. Right? Alright. So, so you got it. Uh, I'm gonna, I'll get there eventually. But would you at least admit that? Uh, that's what I was gonna talk about. Okay, you said that I'm so old you, that I grew up in a different era, or I was old school, or whatever the hell you, you exactly said. Yeah, and I wish that starters would go eight innings. I wish that guys would play 160 games, but it's not the way baseball is played anymore. If this is always our argument. If this was successful, okay, if guys were getting taken out of games because they've thrown 120 pitches, then fine. Or if guys yeah. if guys were getting taken out of games a lot of times for the Yankees' sake because the bullpen's so dominant, fine. But these guys are getting taken out of games in what? The fifth, sixth inning with 85 pitches because they're on an innings limit. If this new way of baseball was successful, the Mets would have these won guys. Two. These guys weren't getting Tommy John every five and days. And the Mets would probably be defending World Series right. champions right now. But right. they're you know, okay. Noah Syndergaard, so Matt my, Harvey, Stephen Matz. Look at these guys just so falling by the wayside. So my point is, why do you defend the new way of baseball when clearly things are just getting worse because i think you think it's like the tooth fairy and she's gonna magically show up and leave a dollar under your pillow one night and things are gonna be back to the way they were in the 70s it's not the way it is anymore apparently these general managers have the analytics with whatever it is the saving matricians and this is how you're supposed to play baseball now but i'm not i'm not sitting here saying that these guys should go out there and throw 130 pitches every day and and throw every three days or you know any of that all I'm saying is Justin Verlander, and this wasn't that long ago, was the dominant pitcher who threw 120 plus pitches every single time out. Every single time, unless he was just having an off night. Yeah. Correct now, me if I'm wrong. Now Did he's he have the, any major no, I can't, issues? I mean, he's not the same guy now. He's old. Maybe he could have been a, a dominant pitcher for another. But who two or gives three. a crap what he could have been? You do. You take the guy you have now. You take the guy you have now, and you get the most out of him. All right. So all right. And I, Tiger's got a lot out of Tiger's him. Tiger's got the most out of him because they utilized what he could do. But that's a one in a hundred scenario now. Yeah, because they don't allow it. 
How do you know that Severino can't go 125 pitches, eight innings, and still be successful for 10 years? I think he could. Okay. Because he's still throwing 100. So then don't defend him being pulled with, 100, with 95 it's pitches not that I'm defending in the seventh it. inning. You just think that it's just magically going to change. And it's I just not, want it to. I want it to. It's not going to change. I'm not a fan of this. It's not going to change. Okay. So I'm not going to change either. Guys aren't going to. I'm not going to be okay with Joe sitting a guy every third day. I'm just not. The only thing that I will agree with you on is that he's got to stop sitting Greg Bird. Yes. Unless they don't care about what he is in the future. Then fine, sit him all you want. That's a whole different argument then. But how the hell are we ever going to know? Do you know how you feel about Greg Bird? Here's here's how I feel about him. Uh, He'll blow up if he swings with a lefty on the mound, apparently, because Joe doesn't even let him Blow up as in spontaneously combust. Yes, combust. Not blow up like he'll hit 40 no. pounds in a year. Like, apparently it's either illegal or he will die if he swings with a lefty on the mound. It's like the doomsday device will be and set And you know off. what? For me, he's, in my head, he's an awesome weapon off the bench. Can I tell the listeners what an asshole you look like wearing your daughter's troll <laughs> headphones right now? <laughs> I thought we were going to be able to go the entire podcast without that. No, happening. because I'm looking at you right now and I... She wants to come. My daughter's five and a half. She'll be six soon. Uh, she wants to come on the podcast and answer Derek Jeter questions. Which Derek one? Peter, she called him. No, she no, she cleared that up though. She did. Uh, yeah. So can, maybe next week we can we can work on that. She's just she's got to calm down a little when she's when she's up here. <laughs> she's five years old. She's excited. She is, and she loves the Yankees. Yeah. She does. And Cowboys and Giants. So. Pick one. At least she doesn't like the Red Sox. Oh, that's true. She'll use that against me to piss me off. What? Like, if, if she's mad at me, she'll be like, well, I like the Red Sox. And then she'll run away. Well, that's when you should put her shit on the one. <laughs> How do you like sleeping just outside? She, would, she wouldn't dare to do that. You want to sleep in the garage with the dog? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, anyway. Uh... Everything's out of your system now? Yes. All right. So, like, we we should have opened the show with it, but Chris was in a very uh, good mood today. Yeah. Uh, he wanted to fight. Yes. Uh, so, you know, we kind of ignored it, but we shouldn't ignore it. Uh, we are truly honored that Brian Hoke, his name rhymes with Coke. Name rhymes with Coke. And we hope that the Yankees don't choke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I won the fight, by the way. Eh, I let you win. No, you, you needed it. I did. <laughs> I needed a win. Um, Brian Hulk of MLB.com, the Yankees uh, lead writer for MLB.com, joins us for our weekly spot. Uh, no scheduling conflicts this week. We're just over the moon happy that we got Brian on. So, Chris, take us into the interview. With well, him. I'll say I'll say this before I take us in. N- n- blah, blah, blah. Stutter much? Yeah. Okay. No disrespect to any of our previous guests because they've all been absolutely incredible. But as far as <laughs> as far as having someone so close to the team who has a, a very well established name uh, and and big time credibility, uh, Brian Hoke was an awesome awesome guest to have this week. And as we said when we initially introduced it into the podcast today 
essential if you're a Yankee fan that you follow him on Twitter. Yes. Like, you really don't know. If you're a Yankee fan and you're not following Brian Hoke, you really don't know what you're doing. I'd say it goes Brian Hoke, NYY Sports Talk. And then after that. It doesn't really matter. You got the rest of our guests. Sharp. Yeah. Yeah, Rivera. Rivera. Phillips. Uh, Yeah. I like Joe Rivera threw in a nice little... Uh, comment about I hope it. Joe's listening this week to know exactly how dysfunctional we really are. <laughs> All right, so we got Brian Hoke. Uh, we're going to play this interview again on Twitter. It's at B-R-Y-A-N-H-O-C-H. Uh, give him a follow. Listen on. We uh, have some nice topics we talk about. Enjoy. All right, we're on with uh, Brian Hoke, who... It seems as if you have some issues with people calling you Hotch, given your, uh, <laughs> given your Twitter handle. <laughs> uh, Brian, thanks for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. I want to get right into this with you because Christian and I have been arguing over this probably for the last. How long, what, Joe how long has Joe been with us? For that long, he he's resting guys and. Part of you appreciates it because they seem to be playing hot at the right time. But do you think this is affecting the team in any way where they could be producing better if they weren't so consistently rested all the time? And do you think this comes from Joe himself or is it coming from, from higher up? Well, I think uh, first things first, I, I think Joe's actually really good as far as uh, giving guys a break when they need it. Um, I, I think what you have to keep in mind is the last few years before they had this influx of 20-something players come in, he had to manage a, a veteran team where you had guys like Derek Jeter and Mark Teixeira and Alex Rodriguez, and you had to check with these guys uh, pretty much every day. And, and Joe still does that to some extent. And um, I, I think most of these guys would say, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to play. Uh, but I, I would say that there's one point early in the season that comes to mind where uh, – Joe basically said, enough is enough. I have to give Aaron Judge a day off. And even though Judge kept telling him everything's fine, I'm, I want to be in the lineup, uh, that kind of goes back to what how Derek Jeter used to always act and how Jeter would say, nope, I'm ready to play, I'm good. And uh, you really, ha- as a manager, you have to make those tough calls. So I, I think that Girardi has an, an eye on that. Uh, I know that in the last couple of days here, he's rested Jacoby Ellsbury, Chase Headley. Uh, he wants to keep these guys fresh because they are in a stretch here where they're, they they really only have one day off the whole rest of the season, and, and he's anticipating that they're going to play not only into that wild card game but into the deep into the postseason as well. So I think that he has an eye toward that. Um, he, in Ellsbury's case, he said you want to make sure that the guy's legs are strong underneath him and he's going to be able to produce the way he should be able to. So I, I think that at the end of a 162-game schedule, all these guys are beat up. They're they're all hurting in some form, fashion, and I think that even us as the media, you guys as the fans, uh, we don't know the, the full extent of it until it's all over. I, I think that uh, these guys are all dealing with something, and uh, Girardi knows a little bit more than that, at least a day or two here or there. That's a lot better than losing a guy for 10 days or two weeks. All right, uh, Brian, this is Christian here. Uh, so you touched on that the Yankees – I'll probably be playing in this wild card game. Would you say it's a safe assumption that uh, Severino would be the guy in that game? 
I think everything's lining up that way. I, I mean, Severino has been their ace. I, I think that uh, anybody who's watching this year, you got one game on the line you have to win. I, I think Severino's the guy you want in there. So I think that uh, that is the way that the tea leaves are lining up here. I think uh, that's what they're going to do. Um, you know, you've obviously got other choices there. You've got Sonny Gray, you got Masir Tanaka, Fisi Sabathia. Uh, if they advance past the wild card game, those guys are all going to be busy. But I think that if one game do or die, uh, you put Severino on the mound. He is your ace. He's the guy. Well, that was going to be my next question. Let's, you know, for the sake of assuming, Yankees win the wild card game. They head into the ALDS. Re- uh, irregardless of who they would be playing, how would you line up the rotation, knowing that you might not have Severino till maybe Game Three or Four in that series? Right, and I think that's what Joe is doing. You know, best case scenario, they win the division, they don't have to worry about the wild card game, and then you can start Severino in Game One. But uh, like I said, do or die, Severino would pitch in that wild card game if that's where they wind up, and then I think. What you do from there is you probably have Sonny Gray pitch game one of the division series. Uh, you could have Tanaka pitch game two. And then uh, if, if I read the schedule correctly, Severino could come back and pitch game three on regular rest. So that would be an option there. You could do that. Or then, of course, you, you have CeCe Sabathia who's available as well. So uh, I think that there's a couple different ways that Joe could do it. Maybe it's on if you win the first two games, then you start Sabathia. Um, I think it, there's a, a lot of different options there, but I think that Gray and Tanaka would probably pitch games one and two. That would be my guess, and then Joe would figure out what to do in game three. We we all know how successful CeCe's been after, after a team loss this year. Do you think that could possibly play into anything into the ALDS if they maybe lose game one using CeCe as a stopper? You know, CC has that ability. I, I think that he could do that. But I think you have to put some trust in Masahiro Tanaka as well. I mean, this guy, I know he has not had the kind of year that we all expected he would. Uh, but he's still got the talent. You see flashes of it. I, I think that that is going to be a tough call for Girardi. But really, what it's going to come down in the postseason, I don't think you're looking at these starting pitchers. Maybe, maybe with Severino you are. But I think for some of these other guys, you're not looking for them to go seven or eight innings. I think that if you get through four or five with the, the Yankee bullpen the way it is, that might just be good enough. So you might just be asking 12 to 15 outs of these guys, and I think that any one of them can probably do that. And at the first sign of trouble, you go to the bullpen because that is really the Yankee strength. And uh, I'm thinking back to the game at City Field where Girardi pulled D.C. Sabathia uh, because he didn't want him to face Evan Longoria for a third time in that game, CC was okay with it. He said, you know, this is the strength of this team. I understand. So he, he came out after four and two-thirds innings. He was okay with it. And I think that that's the attitude that most of these starting pitchers have. Well, we were going to ask you a question on uh, if uh, you thought Chapman had gotten his uh, role back a little early. But I think after last night's game, he showed that he – I mean, he was pretty dominant last night. He looked like the guy that he deserved an $86 million contract. So I want to ask you a different question about the bullpen. Are you – would you be concerned about putting Dellen Batances in the eighth inning of a one-run game – considering his ineffectiveness lately and that, you know, most of the rallies against him are started because he can't find the strike zone. Yeah. Yeah, the wildness uh, really does 
concern me. I, I think that uh, the fact that he's walked so many guys, and this really started, I think, before the All-Star break. It's gone in waves, and there's been days where he's looked better and you think it's fixed, and and then there's other days where he just can't repeat his mechanics. And, and this has a, been a, a constant theme of Batanz's career. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts there. He's six foot eight. Uh, he's a big guy. Once he loses that slot, it, it is difficult to get him back. So, yeah, no, that uh, you'd have to hold your breath to put Batanzas there. I think the one good thing about it is he's not giving up a ton of hits. Uh, guys aren't really making contact. Uh, but when they are, uh, having an extra runner or two on base, I mean, that could be the difference in the game. So uh, that is something that concerns you. Batanzas is still striking out, guys. The strikeout numbers are fine. And as I said, he's not giving up a ton of hits. But... Uh, the fact that he can't throw strikes, I mean, that in a do-or-die wild-card game, I mean, that could be the difference in your season right there. So I, I, that is something the Yankees definitely do have to figure out here. Uh, they do have other options. I think you could put Chad in there. You could put David Robertson in there. Um, I, I think that over the next week or so, you're going to see Girardi probably experiment a little bit there. and uh, They've seen success. Well, I think – I mean, me and Christian say this all the time. I'd rather see Batantis come out and give up three home runs in a row than the frustrating aspect of him coming out there and not being able to throw strikes. Because when he does throw strikes, the guy, you know, when that curveball's on and, and he's pumping that fastball by, he's on the guy's unhittable. So it's frustrating to see him to not touch it. I'd like to see Joe uh, maybe over the next handful of games here try and experiment, maybe going Chad Green back-to-back games of a couple innings and see how he responds because I think he's going to be the biggest piece of the puzzle in the in the postseason. But, I mean, beside, besides all that, this team, we were just talking about it. We have 12 games left here. This team has to go 7-5, and, and and we can sit here and say that in a rebuilding year, the New York Yankees have won 90 games this season. And that's pretty – that's pr- it's pretty unbelievable. And, you know – I think I've always been a, a huge believer in you get this team into an actual series in the postseason and anything can happen. I'm a little nervous about a one game playoff, but my I really I'd love to know because you're so you know, you have that inside perspective with this team. Where do you see the Yankees fate ending this year? You know what? I will be honest and say that they have exceeded my expectations. I think that nobody really saw this coming from Judge. I think we saw that coming from Sanchez and Peter Gregorius and uh, I don't think anybody could have predicted that Severino would bounce back the way he did this year. Uh, there, there's been a lot of surprises on this team. So I had them picked to finish with about 84 wins, and they're obviously going to blow right past that. And I, uh, The fact that they're in the postseason, I mean, it's almost assured at this point. Um, that is probably right about where they, I guess, best-case scenario they could have been. You know, I remember Brian Cashman saying that uh, – if everything goes right, this team should compete for a wild card at the very least. And, and that's exactly where they are right now. So credit to Cashman and his staff for seeing this coming together quicker than I think a lot of people did. Um, I think once you're right, once you get this team in the dance, uh, anything can happen. So I, I like the idea of this team in a short series. I mean, they, they hit the ball for power. Uh, they, they have – a power bullpen, which we've seen so many times over the last few years, is, is crucial for teams that win the World Series. So I, I think you put this team in a best of five, a best of seven, I, I actually like their chances. I, I think that they can go head-to-head with teams like Boston, Cleveland, Houston, 
I, I know what the head-to-head records say this year, but uh, I, I don't count this Yankee team out. I, I think that there's a huge home field advantage for those games that they do play at Yankee Stadium. That's where this team is built for. They're built for that ballpark, and I, I think that they can make some noise in the postseason. I don't think this is the kind of team that's going to be uh, whimpering out and be swept in a series here. I, I think that uh, whoever runs up against the Yankees in the postseason, they're going to have their work cut out for them. Last quick thing, and, and we're going to let you go here. We know you're a busy guy, but I, I have to pick your brain on this after the week Judge has had. If he pops out a couple more home runs, gets gets the RBIs you know, clearly over the 100 mark, is he back in contention to possibly win MVP this year? Ooh, um, I, I think that he might have fallen off out of the MVP race. I mean, he's a, he's a shoo-in for Rookie of the Year, right? He's, he's got to win that. Uh, I think that He's probably going to get some MVP votes, but as far as first place, uh, I'm not sure if he will. I think that uh, that that skid after the All-Star break really damaged uh, his chances of that. But, I mean, you're going to look at the end of the year that the strike and the consecutive games with strikeouts, nobody's going to care about that. They're, they're hitting under 200 for a month or two. I think you're going to look at the entirety of, of Judge's season and say, wow, um, if that's what he did in his rookie year, uh, the sky is the limit for what's to come. So I think that, uh, and, and let's not forget also that when he was dealing with that, I, I'm sure there was an injury there. Um, you know, there, we, we talked a lot about the shoulder and uh, how he continued to ice that. I, I think he finally got healthy, and, and now you're seeing the result of that again. So I think he was a diminished player for, for that period of time. But uh, it, it, regardless of what awards he wins at the end of the year, uh, he had a fantastic year. He exceeded expectations, and I, I think what you're seeing is just the beginning of what's to come from Aaron Judge. Uh, as, as long as he can stay healthy, uh, the future is very bright for him, and uh, he could have the kind of career that, that we're talking about for a long, long time. I agree, Brian. I think we both do. Thank you so much for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. We love your work. Uh, we're, all, we're big followers of yours, and hopefully a lot of our followers are as well. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on and taking the time with us. Thanks for spending a few minutes with us, Brian. My pleasure. Thanks. Anytime. All right. All right thank you. Go Yanks. All right. So we're back from our uh, interview with Brian Hoke. I just want to say something real quick. Okay. I do have Trolls headsets on. No kidding. I already told everybody that. But I like these. You like them because they have purple Trolls on them? Yeah. No, they're comfortable, and they have very good sound quality. Do you also have trolls? I apologize to my daughter for stealing them, but I like them. Did you hear that, Leah? He likes them. So yep. you're beat. Yep. <laughs> okay, so that was Brian Hoke, our boy. I don't think I don't think he wants to be your friend. <laughs> I don't even want to no, be your he's friend. he's a good guy. And I, we yeah, we we're, really appreciate him coming on. Yes, very, uh, very Giving good. some real Yankee insight. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> As opposed to me and you being. Oh, asked. I thought you were taking a shot at like Joe Rivera. No, though. Joe's the man. Are you kidding me? Yeah, we're gonna get him on uh, for WrestleMania this year. You're gonna get him on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not talking anything WrestleMania. All right. So anyway, um, we briefly touched on this with uh, Brian, and I figured you and I can uh, debate this a little bit further. Although it's really not much of a debate in our eyes. Uh, Brian said that he felt that the slump cost Judge consideration for the MVP. And I guess the darling amongst the writers is Jose Altuve for MVP. 
here's how I think we should play this. Okay. Right? We're both we both have the stats up in front of us. Mm-hmm. Stack, I'm gonna, yeah, we got a <laughs> stack guy. Oh no, the desk is Hey, empty. he's coming. Yeah. He'll be here. I believe it when I see it. Listen, I'm gonna ask you Yes. All the main crucial aspects I think are should be looked at when considering MVP, and you're gonna answer them. Okay. Okay? Alright. We're gonna start with run score. Yep. How many does Aaron Judge have? Aaron Judge, if I look at this correctly, this is updated through last night. Yes. Uh, let's see. Runs scored for Aaron Judge. He has 117 runs scored. And what about Altuve? 103. Mm. Winning. Okay. Hits don't matter to me because... Oh, no. They don't count at all. No, they do. But you could have a, a thousand hits in a season, a thousand singles with no RBIs. I will kiss the ass of the man that has 1,000 hits I'm just... Hits in I'm making season. a point of hits aren't... Hits shouldn't be looked at as anything substantial to an MVP because look at how many walks Judge has uh, compared to Altuve. So we'll get there. Okay? We'll get there. Okay. All right. Although you want to tell people hits don't matter. That's, okay. That's you. Here's... I didn't say they don't matter. In, it doesn't matter! In general, they do. But when you're talking about two guys in general. with two very different stats here, <laughs> yes, the, it hits are insignificant. They're two different types of players. That's what I'm saying. So okay. let me get to my next point. Doubles, Altuve is going to have them beat. How many doubles? Give me Altuve. Two baggers. Uh, two baggers. One for her head, one for yours. Uh, actually, uh, Altuve's got 38 to judges 20. Okay. So in my opinion, that could be a little bit more substantial. Um, but again, still nothing too crucial. We're going to head right to home yeah, runs. Can I just say something? What? Aaron Judge doesn't hit a lot of doubles because he hits a his lot more doubles go out of the ballpark. So his line drives so, that would be gaps gappers for other guys. So he hits out of the ballpark. As of right now, I'd say the biggest thing we've touched on was run scored. Wouldn't and you, Judge has him killed? Wouldn't you think that Jose Altuve would have more, a lot more triples than Aaron Judge has? Yeah, he only has one more, one more triple. And you know what? Out of all his doubles, he clearly hasn't scored more runs, so the doubles don't really mean much to me, okay? Let's go to my most important category here, yeah. if we're going to compare them, which would be RBI. How many does Judge have? That would be uh, Hot 97. Okay. And how many does Altuve have? That would be uh, 77. Okay, and that's a difference of how many? Uh, that would be Jorge. That would be if you're if you're doing Yankees math on the scoreboard at Yankee Stadium. That would be Jorge Posada. Yeah. So, get a calculator. I don't feel like doing math in my head. Well, you can't. Yeah, I can. I was actually a math major for like a month. Oh, you went you went to college. You missed the course where they taught you that lackadaisical was a <laughs> word, though. I don't need a calculator. Actually, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go that far. All right. So let's just think about this for a second. Before we even continue to go on, Judge has 117 runs scored to Altuve's 103, 97 RBI to Altuve's 77, Mm -hmm. yet so far Altuve is more valuable, okay? How? Now, let's take it to this, home runs, because not only does Judge have a lot of runs scored and a lot of RBIs, but... He has a lot of home runs. 
How many home runs does Judge have? He's got, uh, if we're going to do Yankees number talk, it's uh, Reggie Jackson. Ugh. No. Yes, 44. <laughs> okay. How many does Altuve have? Altuve has Don Mattingly's worth of home runs. Right. So, impressive for Altuve, but still, not even in the same ballpark for me. It is a difference of Paul O'Neill. Okay. Let's uh let's go here. Let's go to on base percentage. Altuve must have him beat here now. Uh on base percentage would be a four oh nine clip. Yeah, he does have him. No. Uh, no, he doesn't. I'm sorry, I'm looking at career numbers. Right. Uh two thousand seventeen for Altuve, four oh nine to four twelve for Judge. So it's okay. kind of, it's comparable. So, yeah, no, it's comparable, but uh Judge still has him beat. So I'm just trying to figure out here, how Altuve is the MVP over Judge? Let me. He must have a higher slugging percentage, no? No, uh, no, he doesn't. Okay. Um. So I mean, batting I mean, average. Are is, you asking a retort? Batting out. Yeah, I am because batting average is significant. Two seventy five to three forty eight. But who cares? If he was three forty eight with a hundred plus RBI and you know a hundred plus runs scored, then that three forty eight is significant to me. But when Judge is killing him in all these other categories, producing runs, it's not even a question to me. And how could anyone sit here and tell me that Jose Altuve deserves MVP over Aaron Judge? I'm going to give you the two stats that lean in Altuve's favor. And you gave one of them already was batting average. I forgot to even touch on bases on balls, but we talked about on base percentage. So. Uh, Altuve's hitting what seventy five points higher than Aaron Judge. That's significant. It's not significant. It would be significant if that seventy five points was translating into run production. But I'm telling how, you, how who cares? How is someone more valuable just because they have a higher Batting average. If that higher batting average is also producing more runs for the team to win, that's a different story. Well, because he's making more contact, he has 50 more hits than Aaron Judge. And those that's where the argument is made for Altuve. Oh. And I'm telling look, I'm not I'm not arguing with you for Altuve. I'm telling you why. Because this is a problem you and I have. You think I'm arguing against you instead. I'm just trying to get you to see why people think the way they do. And now I want you to tell me that I'm right because who cares how many hits the guy has? Aaron Judge has produced so many more runs for his team. And last time I checked, hits don't win ball games. runs do. How many times have we seen guys get meaningless base hits on the Yankees and not come through when it matters? I'm not saying Judge has been Captain Clutch. All I'm saying is... He produces more runs. He is more valuable on the team to the Yankees than Jose Altuve is to the Astros. That is just the numbers. All right, so let me ask you, without even looking at numbers, do the Houston Astros win their division if Jose Altuve is not on that team? Of course not. You don't think they're they don't you don't think with the No, they need Altuve. He balances out that team and he's a he, I'm not knocking Jose Altuve. I think he's a phenomenal player. All I'm saying is when you're talking MVP, you can't tell me you're going to just consider him as number 1 because he's batting 348. But he's he's batting 348. Let me ask you. What what would be more valuable to the Houston Astros? Having a guy batting 348 with uh, 77 RBI or having a guy batting 275 with 97 runs batted in. What would be more valuable to the Houston Astros? 
You said he runs, out. runs. Now, if Jose Altuve was sitting here and you were telling me he had 130 runs scored or 120 runs scored, I'd say, look, he's normally a leadoff guy. I don't, again, I don't follow him that closely, right? Normally a leadoff guy, maybe a three hitter now. I don't know. I think he hits three for I think he does hit three now, but regardless, you can't always just base it off of RBI when you're a guy like Altuve. I look at runs scored. So I figure if he's being considered number one, he's got to have more runs scored, right? That's not always on him, though, because you can get on base and then it's up to the guys behind you to okay, drive you in. Okay, but the Astros are a great team. But so, maybe the Yankees guys hitting behind uh, Judge are doing a better job of getting him in. And the judge created 20 runs by himself extra by hitting 20 more home runs. So who's more valuable? I'm not arguing against Aaron Judge. I know you're not. But what I'm saying is you keep telling me why he's going to be number one, uh, the number one contender with his batting average and hits. And I understand it. But I I want to have you sit here and tell me that hits don't mean anything if you're not producing the runs like Aaron Judge has been. Right or wrong? Hits need to mean they need to produce something. Yes, they do. But when you take all these other categories that judges absolutely annihilating him in, I don't even see the argument. The argument is made again on batting average. Oh my god! And the fact that Aaron Judge is going to strike out over two hundred times this year, and Altuve is a much better hitter than Aaron Judge is. I can't even keep going back and forth with you. Why? I'm talking about who's more valuable and what's more valuable. Um, That's run production. Yes. And Aaron Judge is better at producing runs for his team. So then what can be more valuable than producing runs in a game where the most runs win games? I'm going to call your wife and tell her to come. Go ahead. (laughs) Ah. All right. I'm going to spit. Are you done? On your carpet. (laughs) No. Uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> my face red. Yeah, it's red. Hmm. It's like the Nabisco logo on these crackers I have. In my front. mom used to work at Nabisco. Oh yeah, so yeah. Did, so did my wife's grandfather. Maybe they knew each other. Maybe maybe you... he's my father. You think so? <laughs> Let me see your thumb. No. <laughs> what is wrong with you today? I just talk. All right. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I just want to be I want to be uh, animated today. All right, so we got a couple things we're going to hit on before we go home today. Um really quickly, Didi Gregorius tied Derek Jeter for most home runs in the history of New York Yankees baseball for the shortstop position. Um yes or no, real quick, best trade Brian Cashman's made as general manager of the Yankees. No. All right, so then tell but me. But it's up there. So what is it then? I don't know. I can't say it's Didi Gregorius. But you're going to tell me it's not. So tell me what is then. Can I think about it? All right, so think about it. Mill it around in your brain. And before we go home today, you're going to tell me what it is. I'll say this. Maybe I shouldn't have been so quick to say no. But I guess I haven't thought of it that way. I think considering... What the Yankees, even though Shane Green's having, I would say he's having a bounce back year, and he's closing now that the Tigers are. I can't. I hate him. Just straight up trash bags. I now. hate him. Uh, he's a guy with a career four six ERA, and Didi Gregorius is. 
Oh yeah, basically an all star. If we're looking at uh, so we're looking at all the aspects of the trade, not just the the player we acquired. Yeah. Then yeah, and you know, as of right now, maybe you can say it's the best trade he's ever made. Think about it like this: you had Derek Jeter, an icon. One of the. It's hard to say he belongs on the Mount Rushmore Yankees when you have guys like Joe DiMaggio. Uh, Mickey Mantle, Lou Gehrig, Babe Ruth, Yogi Berra. Like, how does Derek Jeter crack that? But he's a in the the litany of Yankees, the greatness that this franchise has had. Derek Jeter is one of the greatest of all time. He's got three thousand hits, which no Yankee has ever done. None of those guys we've even mentioned has it. You're coming off a generational type player, the face of the franchise for twenty years. No, not in your wildest dreams. You don't think the guy that you bring in to replace him is gonna hit and when i mean hit i don't mean hit like baseballs i mean hit as in become a star player for your team yeah no i know i think brian Cash. when i say yeah no i know it it's because i wasn't really paying full attention to you i have everything that you said in my brain and i got it yes you're right I think that, and this is funny now, because how things have changed from the Didi Gregorius trade to now, I think Brian Cashman was looking at Gregorius as a stopgap until Jorge Mateo was ready. And everyone wanted Didi dead after his first season with the Yankees. And I don't know if this is true or not. It was a rumor that I heard that the Yankees had a deal in place for Jimmy Rollins after Jeter retired. And Jimmy Rollins vetoed the deal as a 10-5 guy. I'm almost positive that's a reliable story. Because he didn't want to be the guy to follow Derek Jeter. Yeah. And this is Jimmy Rollins. Yeah, I know. Who was a great baseball player. He was also on the decline. I understand that. But again, Cashman looking for a stopgap until Mateo was ready, right? Yeah, no, that's, that's significant. That a guy like Jimmy Rollins didn't want to do that. Yeah. So think about Didi Gregorius, who never really had a real run at being a starting Major League Baseball player, coming in to fill the shoes of Derek Jeter. He's phenomenal. I I mean, the guy, you can't say enough about him. Since the All-Star break of his first season, I mean, you you can look up the numbers for yourself, how great he's been. Or Ryan could do it for us. If he was here. Yeah. Ryan will be here in some capacity at some point. Yeah. But we're recording without him right now. You'll hear his uh, sexy voice. As some of you people have said. <laughs> he actually does have a really nice singing voice also. He's a great singer. He is. He sounds like Adele. Hmm. <laughs> anyway. Uh, all right. So. Um, I would say in the trades that Cashman has made recently to rebuild this team, you looked at he got... Castro for Adam Warren, then I got Adam Warren back, so I basically got him for nothing. He got Gleyber Torres, who we don't know what he is yet, but he's now ranked the number one prospect in Major League Baseball. Four rolled as Chapman. <laughs> and then got Chapman back. And then got back. Chapman back. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, Brian Cashman's been wheeling and dealing. He's solidified this team this year. I mean, we don't know what Blake Rutherford's going to be. We don't know James Caprillion. We don't know Mateo. But you know what? I'm, o- I'm okay with giving up those guys because we don't know what they are. And especially a guy like Caprillion who has an injury that people have 
you know, come back and not been the same. I mean, a lot of guys have been the same, if not better, coming back from it, but that's not a guarantee either. And I and I said this from the beginning at first, I was a little taken back by the trade, but when you can make a trade and you're giving pieces away that are nothing but a gamble to the other team, you win. We and know what Sonny Gray is. We don't know if Caprillion's going to be half of what we thought he was. And Fowler, you don't even know if the guy's going to come back and be able to run again. And you're also dealing from a position of strength. Maybe the Yankees don't have the deepest starting pitching prospects, but you know when you look at Aaron Judge, when you look at Clint Frazier, when you look at Aaron Hicks going forward, and uh, this uh, what's his name, Florial is an outfield prospect. Florial, yeah, yeah. They didn't like want that. it. They didn't want to trade for Sonny Gray. You know, where's a guy like Fowler getting playing time? Yeah. So, all right. I like to seg. I like dropping words that segue right into the next topic. You don't. You just say, "All right." So no, but playing time into the next topic here. Um, it's been a point of discussion that you basically have uh, three spots for four guys, right? Right. You have Matt Holiday, uh, Headley, Chase Headley, Frazier, who I. Uh, I always have trouble with this. Is he the guy that won the 1998 Little League World Series? It's either him or Clint. It's one of the Frasers, right? right. I need Michael K to, to reiterate to to tell me again, right? And maybe even put the picture up on the broadcast. <laughs> they had him with another Little League team the other day. Can the can it stop? Can he? It's like when uh, an actor just completely ruins the rest of his career because he's typecasted as like a superhero. It's almost like that for Todd Frazier. He will never not be the little league world series hero. Todd Frazier could go on to cure cancer and all anybody's going to care about is that. Did you take a picture with Derek Jeter when you were 12 years old? Give me an example of an actor that could never play any other role because he's so typecasted now. Sylvester Stallone. His name's Sylvester, not Stilvester. Yeah, because I stuttered and yeah. I said, this is a Right. You can never watch him in a movie and not be like, that's Rocky, bro. That's Even Rocky. when he tries to be something else, you're he's just still, waiting. Hey, Adrian. You're still waiting for it. Hey, uh, Paulie. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. He's the Rocky of Major League Baseball. Like, all right, so the Rocky or even... The Rock. I like, should have never gotten you into No, you should have never. But, like, The Rock, you're not going to, like... The Rock's not going to do a rom-com, right? Right. He pro- I think he's tried to, actually. Like, well, he failed miserably when he tried to do... Um, the one with the daughter. The, 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 the Tooth Fairy or yeah, whatever yeah, that yeah, shit yeah. was. Ugh. Like, go punch somebody in the face and blow something up. Like, that's what we pay you for. <laughs> go fight a goddamn earthquake. Uh... Leave me alone. I don't care that you... <laughs> Just move on. Just move on. All right, so we... Todd Frazier. How the hell did we get on to this anyway? <laughs> Todd Frazier, Chase Oh, Headley. the typecasting. All right, so you got... You got... Holiday, Holiday and Bird. Bird. Headley. Frazier. Frazier, right? Okay. You got four spots to play him in. You got first base, third base, and DH, right? We're heading into the playoffs now. He's not going to do it. We already yelled about it. Whatever, blah, blah, blah. If Joe's going to hold, for the last recording this after game 150, so there's 12 games left in the season as we're recording this. Tuesday for Wednesday release. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
If Joe's going to hone in and set a lineup that he's going to use for the playoffs, in your mind, who's the odd man out? Are we talking about if I'm the manager or in my mind reading the patterns of this team, who do I think the odd man out is? All right, let's take it as Chris Stacy is the manager it's, in New York it, You know what? I shouldn't even gone that far. I can dissect it both ways as a fan and as the manager of the Yankees, but my answer is still going to actually be the same only because as a fan, I like we talked about, I don't even know what Greg Bird is. Can he hit lefties? I don't know. Never seen him try really. So for me, given what Joe has allowed us to see, Greg Bird's my guy off the bench. So Bird gets the bench. It's it. Okay, here's my biggest thing that I that I'll that I'll say. At home with a righty on the mound, Greg Bird's at first base. On the road, maybe Bird's my guy off the bench. Regardless, just because Bird is still dangerous no matter what. At home with that short porch. All right, so if Bird's gonna be your first baseman at home, then who's? This is what we're trying to get at. Like, what would you do in that situation? Who's not playing that game? Added now Headley, Holiday, and Frazier. Headley. I I'd say Headley's not playing, unless you want to say, look, a righty's pitching. I'm gonna put. As Headley at third because Bird he's going to bat lefty. And then you use a guy like Frazier off the bench. You know, it goes back to just saying it's a good problem to have. I like Frazier up in a big spot right now. Are you at, are you at all concerned with the fact that Joe has kind of not really ridden Holiday for more than – has he even played back-to-back games since he's been off the DL? I can't, I Probably mean, not. I, I, I don't even – I won't even look. I'll just say probably not because that just goes back and to me being so pissed off because this guy has come back strong and he doesn't even play back-to-back games. And so he was batting, I don't know. And he was batting – I'm. you know what? You can scream and yell all you want. And he was batting eighth. Uh, it's just whatever, man. You know, I, it's tough because the team's winning. So who the hell am I, you know? The team's winning, so how much can I complain? It's just frustrating, man. Maybe maybe this is why this team goes up and down, because Joe doesn't stay consistent. Holiday's been good off since he's come off the DL this time. Keep him in the four hole, man. Jesus, this guy just has no consistency. No, in but Didi has to back clean up. I'll tell you what, every I'm gonna everything we complain about in the last few weeks. Turns out to be the greatest thing to ever happen to the Yankees. <laughs> Didi's been on fire. Everyone look, people look at me and oh, you don't want Didi hitting cleanup, right? And it's not that I don't want him hitting cleanup. He's just not a cleanup hitter. <laughs> yeah, he's not. You know, but he's but also he's a guy that's <laughs> missed a month of the season with twenty four home I know, runs. I know. So he could possibly uh, be a thirty home run hitter. This yes, year. yes, I agree. All right, so. <laughs> I well, agree. This is the last podcast ever. Good. <laughs> because you're on another, f- and I'm going to say, bleep it out, you're on another f***ing <laughs> level today. Now talking for the MYY Sports Talk. Um, Number two. 
I want to take a number two when you're in my presence. <laughs> All right, what the hell am I doing here? I can't even find the friggin' app because you're pissing me off so much. You want me to do other impressions while you're No, I got waiting? it. All right, so uh, look ahead now as we're going to take the podcast into the stretch run here. Um, I got to stop hitting my laptop. Did you not break my coffee table also? Whatever. All right, so the Yankees are going to finish up their series with the Twinnies, the Twinners. Twenty twin twins. All right, so uh, the, what are they? Let me let me pull up the standings here as we record this. The Yankees are a full. All right, because I wanted to ask you this, and so we'll do this. The Yankees are a full five games up on the Twinkies right now with twelve games to play, and they are a whopping uh, six games up to hold a wild card uh, spot. So I think with twelve games to play, if they blow that. It would be like the 2008 New York Mets. I think it would even be worse. That was 7-17. and 17. This is 6-12. and 12. If the Yankees win these next two games, I fully believe that, that Joe Girardi can... should just rest everybody and oh, not yeah. play everybody definitely. again until October 3rd. Yeah, definitely. I want to see Tyler Wade. Yeah. I want Domingo Armand to make a start. Yep. I want Tyler. What's his well, name? Maybe we can go to like an eight-man rotation. What? What's his name? What the hell? Eric Kratz. I want Eric Kratz behind the plate. Ugh. Although he's two for two, right? I he's like him. For... Um, poor guy. I just I can we can we say the Yankees are making the playoffs right now? Yes. All right. I still think you want to hear a crazy prediction. I still think the Yankees win the division. Here's why they're not because here's why they are. Okay, go ahead. Who do the Red Sox end the season with? I don't know. I don't know the schedule in front of me. The but Astros, who might not be playing for anything Houston because Astros. The Astros are oh, already closer but to it. Won't they be playing for something? They could be playing for home field. Okay, and don't they want to be playing fairly well going into? The postseason. Maybe AJ Hinch wants to rest Do you his think guys. They're going to rest all their guys that final series going into the postseason. I don't think so. No, you're right because the, only the Yankees rest guys. Right, right. That's the truth. It is. I think every other player in the Major League I Baseball plays 162 games. The Yankees win the division in the final series of the season. You heard it here first. The Yankees win the division. In the final, well, then three we're games. beat for two hundred and seventy-one dollars. Then that that can't happen. <laughs> what do you mean? You get your money back if the game's not played. You get your money back for the tickets. No, I signed one of those wacky contracts that forfeits all my money. Oh, I didn't sign anything, so yeah, you did. No, I didn't. Pay- You're gonna PayPal me. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, if the here here's where you got frustrated over the weekend. If you're a Yankees fan, right? Yankees win Friday night. Rays have a 5-2 lead in the ninth. Can't, oh. hold, can't hold on to that. Oh. Right? They're the worst. Then. I hate them. They're such bums. Who? The Rays. See, we were having this discussion the other day. You're getting mad at the Rays for being bad when the Yankees just took three out of four from them. So you can't be mad at the Red Sox for beating them when the Yankees just feast. I can be whatever I want. You can't tell me how I should or shouldn't be. Okay. Got it? 
What the hell just happened? I somebody just walked in the room here. Look at this guy. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Stack guy Rye. Hello. Hello. Stack guy Rye was out doing what the hell? Where you been, bro? I've been enjoying my life, you know, vacationing. <laughs> Went to the Yankee game last night. That is true. Stack guy Rye back. In full effect, he's gonna rec- yeah. he he's gonna record uh, Ryan on the farm. We talked in- about you, by the way. Oh, you I said you had a beautiful. No, I said you had a beautiful singing voice. Yeah, I have a nice voice. Can you sing for us? Like uh, maybe one day. Hello from the other <laughs> side, <laughs> Christian. You know who actually has a really good voice is uh, John Minko on One One I, I'm total. I can't even finish the podcast. Sorry for right all now. the clutter in the background, Ryan. That guy, the guy doesn't giant. show up for three weeks, and then that in sounds, the that sounds good though. I'm in the background. I'm shows up late. Up. Shows up late as we're doing the wrap, and up. he's just, just banging so things in the background because because he doesn't care about the and quality. Again, of and then again, you can cut this out. out later. So fucking rude. <laughs> oh, now man. I gotta listen to this. All the way through while editing and find the three times we've cursed. Thanks. You curly haired. (laughs) (laughs) Kick him off. All right. So where were we now? All right. So. All right. So I think we were, we were going to the weekend. All right. So. All right. So Chris is a dickhole. This is the worst podcast this is, ever. This is, I think, the best by far. Are you guys cutting all this, or are you cursing? You no. We're, for ex- We're already yeah, E for bleep. explicit. I can bleep. You know bleep? I can f- bleep. That was one too many now. That was just cursing for cursing's sake. Uh, good. All right, so. And I was moving. I was moving last week. I was moving out of my apartment. Moving and shaking. Shaking and so, moving. Yeah. All right, so. Uh. All right, you're done. Sit down and be quiet so we can finish, and then we'll insert you later, you bastard. All right, <laughs> um, all right so Yanks are going to finish up with the Twins. Split the next two games, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You're, oh, you, <laughs> Everything you said just went right over my head. Yeah. No, I think they win the Most next two. Most things everybody says goes I over I think here. they win the next two. Really? And I think that's it. Really? You can, you can wash your hands clean of this season. I think they take it home. All right, then we get it. We get our last day off of the year. Three for the Jays in Toronto, which is our last road series of the season. Oh, you, I'll bet you my life. I don't want it. Even after the day off, Joe still sits people in Toronto, which would be, to save them from the turf. Which you so smart, so smart, so so smart. Are you done? Yep. Okay, because Sabathia is pitching so in the Twin Series as opposed to his original. Uh, Spot in the he Toronto doesn't even sp- pitch on turf. Who CC? That's exactly the point. Joe doesn't want to pitch on turf. The mound isn't turf. The guy doesn't very he uh, very rarely leaves the mound. He has to field the ball. Remember the last time he oh, fielded he, the ball? He doesn't do that. He got mad and he threatened to kill Eduardo <laughs> Nunez. <laughs> Listen, I know where I am, bro. Come find me. That's what he said. All right, so let's take it to the farm. 
Let, let's finish. Then we got the makeup game with the Royals because literally, who gives a shit at this point? Yeah. And then uh, the Rays and Jays, but we'll be we'll uh, talk to you before the race series starts. So, I mean, what are we looking at here? We're looking at the Yankees. Uh, I say by by the end of tomorrow, mañana, okay. You are very confident this team doesn't really have to do much to make that wild card game anymore because I think they win the next two. And I've been pretty good with my predictions. I think the Yankees have to go like 2-10 and ten to be in any type of jeopardy at this point. And that's a pretty good feeling. Because I can't see the Twins going undefeated in that span. Undefeated. Or, or the Angels. Undefeated. So remember, if you follow us on Twitter, where I said somebody was going to get thrown out the, the window today, I actually have a pen in my hand. And How come you spell it W-I-N-D-O-W on Twitter? What do you mean? Why don't you spell it W-I-N-D- Because my Jersey accent doesn't come out when I type it. W-I-N-D-U-H. Although- The wind. Yeah, to the wind, to the walls, to the sweat drip off my- All right, this podcast is gone. It's going into dangerous realms right now. It's been a good one. Has it? This is good for our last one. It's good. It's pr- good or pretty, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> All right. Can we get Larry David on the podcast? I mean, he did the Michael K show. If everyone who listens to this loves Larry David, retweet it. To He's not on Twitter, though. Whatever. Tell Michael K that he has a big head, <laughs> literally and figuratively, and that Larry David hates his guts. Did he say that? Who? Larry David? No, but I want people to tell Michael K that Larry David said it. <sighs> my head hurts now. My stomach hurts. Can you get into this? Get into what? Let's get to the farm, man. You gotta, you gotta pitch it. Oh, okay. we're gonna do the farm now. Yeah. The to. last thing of the show is gonna be. Does the he farm? deserve anywhere else in this podcast? Normally, we would just insert Ryan like an anal probe into the show somewhere, but. Uh, Last segment? That's all he's deserving of. I don't even think we should put him in this week. Maybe not. Maybe I'll, we'll make I'll him show sleep. up. I'll sleep. <laughs> he's, he's hurt right now. I am hurt. You guys <laughs> called me SOB last week. No, I called you a son of a bitch. Let's be real about no, it. No, you said SOB. You said, words, you said SOB. Oh, yeah, did, did I? Yeah, did. I was trying to be politically correct last yeah. week. But yeah. that completely Apparently went... This show's way better when it's not politically correct. Hey, this, just, this all went out the window today. The window. The window. All right, anyway, fresh from the farm, the uh, curly-haired f*** himself. (laughs) Ryan on the farm. Sup, right? All right, so do you guys want the good news first or the bad news? Bad news. All right, well, the Scranton Rail Riders and the Trenton Thunder have both been eliminated. Uh, Scranton Rail Riders... They lost in a best-of-five championship series against the Durham Bulls. Rail Riders failed to win back-to-back titles. And for the Durham Bulls, their second title in five years. Trenton Thunder, they were swept by the Altoona Curve in the Eastern League Championship Series. Uh, Now for some good news. The Staten Island Yankees are still in the playoffs. They are right now in the middle of a best-of-three semifinal against the Hudson Valley Renegades. They will play one final game. Winner of that game will advance to the New York Penn Championship. And with uh, Mets shortstop Ahmed Rosario's graduation from prospect status, Yankee shortstop Glaber Torres, 
is officially the top prospect in all of baseball, according to MLB.com. That's all we got on the farm this week, guys. Check back in a few months uh, when I will be back on the show. Everybody have a great week. All right, so now normally this is the part of the show where we touch on what Ryan said, but I don't care because he None didn't of us care. Listened. He didn't. He didn't bother to show up for three weeks, so I didn't bother to listen to his report this week. <laughs> All right, so we already did a wrap. We stuck Ryan at the end of the show. Well, hopefully, you're still listening. Probably not. Probably not. But anyway, uh, we want to thank once again our uh, guest this week, Brian Hoke. 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 Rhymes with Coke. Coke. <laughs> We're out of our minds this week. I'm out of my mind. I brought you up to my level because that's what I do to people. Yeah. I bring them it's scary. to a higher level. It is so scary that people you bring people to your level because your level is scary. My level is excellent. Excellent. Like Monty And Dave. I live my life excellent. this way. Yeah. Um, my family's in a bad mood. I come home. God both. bless Megan, Jack, and Leah. Please don't uh, use my children's names. <laughs> you already mentioned her name. God bless them. God have mercy on all their souls. Yeah. Because they'll they have never to li- be have to live as with great you. as I am. I have to deal. I actually have to see your stupid ass three times this week. <laughs> three times in seven days I have to see you. Close it up. I want to leave. He's got a curfew. Yeah. Yep. It's called I Have a Life. And responsibilities that I need to call to. No, you're. Because I'm a man. He's a man's man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Jesus, help us. All right, anyway, thank you uh, again. (laughs) I don't even want to (laughs) do the wrap up this week. It was so bad. Again, again to Brian Hope, Brian Hope at B-R-Y-A-N-H-O-C-H on Twitter. Follow him immediately. Immediately. No, follow NYY Sports Talk, then follow Brian Hope. Okay, <laughs> okay deal. All right. So thank you again, Brian, for coming on. It was uh, it was a pleasure to speak to you. Ho- you know, hopefully, bad pun. Awful. <laughs> Ho- hopefully he'll listen <laughs> and be like, wow, what the hell did I get myself into this <sighs> week? Um Thank you, Stack Guy Rye, for you know just gracing us with your presence. Yeah, Thanks, Rye. Thank you, guys. I'm here for you, Christian. Thank you. I appreciate uh, that. Thank you. Do people know that Chris is my brother? I don't know. I was thinking about talking about he that. He mentioned that he has a brother. I wish you were my brother, Christian. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Please wrap this up before oh I my get God. myself into trouble. Um, <laughs> I think we're way past trouble. And um, I'm drinking a Red Bull that I stole from Red you. Bull. Yeah, because I get the f- out of my house. <laughs> this is the bleep. This is the bleep episode. This week. <laughs> oh God, help us! Oh my God, I, I I haven't said God this many times since the last time I went to church, which was when you got married. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you. You want to save yourself because the first time we brought up the year you got married. November 6, 2015. Totally I love you. <laughs> April 16th, 2016. Just so you're not left out. Oh, my God. Out. Close the show. Oh, my God. All right. Brian Hulk, thank you. Chris, seriously, just get the f*** out of my house. Uh, Ryan, thank you for coming this week. We'll see you again in January. Um <laughs> Follow us at NYY Sports Talk. Follow me at Christian underscore NYYST. Don't follow this idiot because it'll 
he has nothing important to say anyway. Nope. Um, iTunes five star review. You don't tell people five star review. Just we'll be grateful if you listen and give us your review. No, don't be rating a, and review. No, don't be a dickhole. If you and listen, leave us two stars. if you listen You'll, and you think we were that bad that you had to go out of your way to rate and review two stars, one star, whatever, that's fine. We still appreciate you going out of your way to do it. We are confident that our listeners are going to enjoy this so much, especially when I'm on, uh, really taking control of the show as as I did today. That there's no other rating that you can give us but a five star. Just. As long as we're not dickholes. Right. 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 Anyway, this has been another episode of NYY Sports Talk. <laughs> I'm Gary Murbles. <laughs> <laughs> Thought for your thoughts? <laughs> oh, my God. Please get out of here. You're making me go insane. Once again, thank you for listening. Please go to iTunes, rate, and subscribe. Leave us one star. I don't really care. Chris is... The one that cares about all that type of stuff. Just as long as you listen. I have nothing else to say. I've run out of things to say. I want Chris to leave my house. Thank you for listening. At NYY Sports Talk on Twitter. We'll we'll catch up with you guys next week. Let's go Yankees. Chris, say goodbye. Peace!